Hello and welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Paul. And I'm Justin. This is the podcast where we discuss our favorite things across a variety of topics. That's right. Uh, every week we pick a category, uh, maybe do a little bit of research, and then we uh, try to talk to each other about why we like something so much. Yeah, that's right. There are no formal rules for this. Um, I will sure? reiterate, no rules. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe you, but okay. And this week's topic is favorite mutant. But wait, before we get started, before oh, we have to... Heart. <laughs> wait, we have to warm up with a surprise topic. Uh, this is just a little warm-up related in some way to the main event. Uh, so uh, let me get started with the surprise topic for you, Paul. Uh, are you ready for your surprise topic? Oh, yes. So uh, my surprise topic is your favorite live adapt- uh, live adaptation of a mutant. So, oh, like, okay. All right. So any mutant that has been in, like, print or something. Yes. And their first, like, their the best uh, live action interpretation yes. of them. Yes. Huh. Uh, be, be it uh, television or, I don't know, radio drama. I don't think that counts, but or film. <laughs> I mean, let me consider my vast knowledge of radio dramas. <laughs> oh man, hmm. I mean, I mean, immediately I think about the X Men films. Yeah, of course, and, and that's where my my head goes. I mean, Hugh Jackman, for all the flaws people find in you know the way he's portrayed on screen, has yeah. been like really great about being consistent with that character and like showing growth. Um, but damn. Uh, I, I really liked Alan Cummings when he played a uh, night crawler mm-hmm. in uh, X-Men 2. See, there. I mean, the easiest answer I feel like is, is, uh, 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 uh oh my God. I oh, the Professor name. Xavier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like he's the easiest probably, uh, answer right there. Yeah, he's, he's, it's almost like he's too obvious, you know. When when yeah. they said they were doing an X Men movie, everybody thought Patrick Stewart will be Professor X because he looks exactly like him. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like he knew deep down someday, you know, somebody told him, and he was like, "Yep, they're going to ask me at some point in the future to do this." So when they cast him, everyone should have been like, you know, like that's amazing. But everyone was like, "Yeah, well, duh." Who else? Well, yeah, of course. Who else would it be? <laughs> no, seriously, James it's McAvoy. Who? Like, I mean, I mean, it's like it's in. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's so great that he got out of that Picard sort of persona too, and he's mm-hmm. like kind of more known, I think, for the X Men movies now than Picard a little bit. I mean, yeah. I think you know, associate with both of them, but and, and so many people know him from American Dad. Like so many kids just know him, you know, from his voice work on that show. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got like a. Really know he did voice work on that. Honestly. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty funny. And I'm sorry, what's the actor's name? I just went blank. The one we've just been talking about yes. for the last five minutes. Yes. <laughs> you mean Patrick Stewart, That's Sir like Patrick you. Stewart? I'm sorry, I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. kept wanting to, I kept wanting to call him Alec he Guinness. He's reinventing I don't himself. We just forget him. <laughs> but um, but no, personally, my favorite role of his. Is uh is the the Professor Xavier from the um, uh uh the most Logan movie? Oh, he, that he's, really was his best. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he was hilarious in that the, being a senile old man. Yeah, it's crazy, and it and it. I mean, I never read the old man Logan books, but I I know how you know good they are. Um, but. Uh, seeing like seeing what would happen when a super strong telekinetic mutant, you know, gets dementia or is going senile, you know, like what happens to the world, you know, like it's insane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, certainly a very cool performance by him. Now, I got to say, uh, you know, the best adaptation would be, I mean, for me, honestly, <laughs> kind of lack of a better example i mean sadly enough would be probably deadpool uh you know ryan yeah. reynolds i mean really he just hit that out of the park honestly i mean it's like he got uh deadpool's tone better than anybody else you know like he could pull off that style of comic book talk mm-hmm. and, make, and make it come across uh as you know really like cutting banter you know um 
I would I would definitely I'm, I'm watching actually for the first time the the second one the uh, the sequel. I'm like halfway through it. I haven't finished it. I just watched the sequel like not even a week ago. I'm like time, really you know behind on this. Yeah, myself as well. And it's it's insane how much I like the second one almost as much as the first one. Like it's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are just like I don't know. They wanted it to be bigger somehow or like more shocking and i felt like it was perfectly like the right tone well the problem is when you when you have the first one the way it is and it's like as shocking as it was it's hard to really go farther than that you know what Mm -hmm. i mean um but no i thought it was a really fun ride it was hilarious and you said you're only halfway through the movie though uh that's correct i I I don't know i I can't do that (laughs) i can't i can't Can't watch watch I can't a watch a movie halfway through. I can't do I, it. I, it's just because I want to focus on it really <laughs> closely. So I and I don't have a lot of time. So I end up watching it in like twenty minute chunks. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that doesn't so happen. Where 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 are you in this film? Where are you? Where are the movies that my wife doesn't want to watch or doesn't feel like watching? Mm. But actually, she started watching it with me now, so she will finish it together. Um, so where did, where's the thing? Where's the time? What, what part did you stop at? They were escaping the um, island prison. Oh, okay. So Cable's there. Yeah, he had just arrived, and they were breaking out. He was fighting. Yeah, he fought Wade and. Gotcha. Okay. It's pretty good. It's it's no, it's great. It gets it gets so much better though. Uh, right after that, it's it gets really good. But but yeah, I mean, it, it, as far as beside uh, Deadpool, that's the more modern one. But is there any other ones you can? What would you have you picked your favorite yet? So, so I've always wanted to see um, Archangel from the uh, Age of Apocalypse and uh, like constant, the books. constant disappointment there. I know, right? But I really did like the character of Angel, like the guy that they picked for X Men: The Last Stand, even though his story was only like a minute and thirty seconds of the movie. Yeah, um, I thought it was still like a well designed character and i thought it looked cool mm-hmm. but um i've always wanted to see the turn to archangel done uh, right or well and it, i guess uh, age of apocalypse didn't really deliver on nope. that nope they they were just like throwing in the background characters it was like mm. this guy's archangel i'm like okay that's like that's, that's it, it. Yep. yeah it's just like you're not gonna go through it it's like a really cool story too I always mm-hmm. thought that the Warren Worthington, the third backstory was worth exploring. Well, I loved uh, the the animated adaptation of that. You know, yeah. like I always like yeah, loved uh, Archangel because of because of that cartoon. Honestly, I loved Archangel. And they didn't shy away from portraying him as kind of a dick. You know, it's mm-hmm. like he was kind of this asshole to begin with, and then uh, he kind of gets um, justice done on him. You know, he gets mm-hmm. like uh, put in his place. So the other one I want to kind of give a shout out because I actually liked his casting for this character was Beast, but not the not the 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 more modern one, but Frasier, whatever whoever that actor oh, is. Oh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a great cast for him. And just unfortunately, he was he was stuck in. He's in a terrible movie. He's in a terrible like, movie. <laughs> well, he I mean, was, that that's like almost like a um, Patrick Stewart casting. It gets so obvious. Like, how would you? imitate you know like the um, animated series of that beast you know that mm-hmm. was like almost shakespearean in the way he talks mm-hmm. like who like could actually do that it's like you immediately think oh yeah frazier could do that you know <laughs> kelsey Grammer would be like the ideal person so yeah it's unfortunate that him and uh there were a couple other characters in the in that movie that got that were like wasted basically in that film well the juggernaut was wasted Oh, that's, yep, that's another one. Yeah. Technically not a mutant, so we can't really talk about him. Oh, okay. That's, he gets that's, his powers from that's magic. Gonna be a, that's going to be a discussion later, because I don't the know what's considered, what, is considered, what is considered a mutant. That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, there's a clear definition in the show, in the show's logic, you know. Okay. Their, quote, science, it's like they have the X gene. There's a special mm. gene on your but DNA. A, but a cross... But across fiction, across all other mediums, that's where I get confused in what a mutant is. Well, it could be someone who's exposed to radiation. Okay. 
Well, we can we can discuss that. Uh, We're gonna we get into that. I know. Uh, put our scientist hats on and pretend we know how radiation works. <laughs> sure, there's gonna be some debates and arguments, but yeah, because <laughs> we because we argue all the time. Um, yeah, I, I could. I just I don't. Do you have anything to add? You know, I, I've always just liked the, like I said about Nightcrawler and like uh, Angel and Archangel. Like I really liked the visual, like the, the characters that always look so cool and vivid on the page portrayed like in real life, like unapologetically, like they did Nightcrawler really well. I, mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So I, I say hit. So uh, to kind of counter all that, didn't you like a portrayal of? Oh, well, okay. The Juggernaut is one. Okay, I thought that was completely wrong. <laughs> it's like that's like a wasted opportunity, um, which is also another great storyline that they should have included in the movie somewhere. I felt. Well, anyways, in terms of ones that were terrible, immediately I think of Sabretooth from the first uh, X Men movie. Mm. He had no lines. Yep. Only when um, Professor X was controlling his mind and talking to Eric. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's the only time he talks. That's the only time he hears voice. And he's like, but let, we've, let we've them dis- go, Eric. We've discussed how that? much we love the other version of Sabretooth, though. Like, when we, when we talked about favorite rivals, like, uh, what's the actor's name from uh, the Wolverine movie? Oh, Liev Schreiber. Yeah. Like, he did yeah. a great job. On the, yep. Completely on the contrast. He, he made that character real uh, and realistic. But yeah, I I personally never liked uh, any of the Cyclops representations, like at all. And it's just they they just do so such a bad job. They make him a dick in the movies. I don't understand why. I, I mean, I, know. I, I mean, he yeah, he's a little bit of a dick in the cartoon because he's only a dick to Wolverine. That's it. And the reason why I guess he comes off as a dick all the time is because that Wolverine is like the 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 the, the character that everyone loves. They have he has to do everything. It's like... And he's breaking all the rules and not getting in trouble, and and Cyclops is like, I played by the rules this whole time, <laughs> you know. He's like pissed that this this somebody would like get special treatment or even be an X Man, mm-hmm. you know, just like wandering in. Um, but uh, uh, man, this is tough because I want to talk about a couple things from Deadpool two now, and I can't get them in the end. Oh, I don't care. I, I know I know what happens in it. I've seen clips. Don't worry. Oh, we, so you you, you know clip. that who shows up at the end of that uh, Deadpool two? Juggernaut. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you did. Okay. All yeah. right. And it actually looks like a really it, it was a pretty decent mm-hmm. uh, portrayal. But there's it doesn't a, there's, say anything. You just like there's fuck. an extra credit scene that's hilarious because it makes me think of another poor representation of uh, of Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool in Wolverine. <laughs> Oh, really? They... So, like, at the end of the movie, because he, he gets the ability to, 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 like, at the end, they give, like, it's a kind of a joke. He pretty much gets the ability to travel back in time, Deadpool. Uh-huh. So, as, like, that's the extra credit stuff, is him just traveling back in time and, like, fixing things. <laughs> so, he goes back to the the Wolverine movie and just cuts off the old Brian Reynolds, like, the, the, the zombie version of uh, Deadpool. And just cuts his head off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, I had to bring that up because it's really funny. Um, the other one I want to shout out to, though, it w- I wouldn't say a good representation. I actually love Ian McKellen as Magneto. I would never like kind of picture him as being Magneto, but I really enjoy him. It's, I it's, am, it's a good. I liked his portrayal of it. I was not convinced. I did I thought he was too old. I didn't know how like No, that's I, I agree with that, but I liked I liked the chemistry between him and Patrick Stewart though. No, and I, I get that. I get that, it. that that I think that's what made it work. You got like these yeah, you know, like, um other than that though, yeah, his his like perception of Magneto and yeah, you know, the ultimate villain and he never really had that that scene where he looked like he was insanely powerful, you know. It's like I mean, there was that moment, I think, in uh, the first X-Men movie where he's, like, in the train with Wolverine. He grabs, like, Wolverine with the antidantium, and yep. he just didn't look that's like Magneto in that shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's That was his sense of power to me, was that one scene. But, like, he just looked he looked kind of silly with the helmet on. Yep. You know? <laughs> it's just... That was, like, poor Ian McKellen. 
poor Sir Ian McKellen, who's got to wear a helmet and like walk around and do his awesome acting because he's great. He's a great actor, mm-hmm. and it's just like he he like uh, he he's got great chemistry with Patrick Stewart. They've been in like a ton of stuff together. Look who else he was surrounded by, like Ray Park, mm-hmm. and and I mean, the dude who played Sabretooth. In old old Mystique, like some random model, I don't know. I forget who played that the original oh, Mystique. Rebecca Romain. Was that her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was the first Mystique. Well, she played it in all three of the X Men movies. Yeah, and then they got um, what's her name uh, for the new ones. I can't remember any actors' names today. It's just Sigourney Pat- Reaver. That's the only answer I have. Katniss from Hunger Games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I I thought uh, that'd be a good way to get us ready to talk about better representations. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> now, uh, do you feel like you've been uh, warmed up pretty well here? Yes. Yes, I feel like uh, Pyro was here. Is that a bad joke? Oh, very good. I am <laughs> clapping for you. <laughs> Feels like Pyro. Very good. Because he controls fire, get it? <laughs> All right, I think it's time to cool off for a second. We're going to go to our first break. Welcome back. Uh, As we mentioned in the beginning of the show, our main topic for today is favorite mutant, not mutant, mutant. (laughs) (laughs) So, Paul, what is your uh, first animal mention for favorite mutant? You know, mispronouncing mutant is actually something they do on purpose. Oh. In the Hunger Games series, they call their mutations muttations, like M-U-T-T, muttations. Oh, okay. Such a weird name to say out loud, and it seems like such a silly name. And, you know, they made, you know, four major motion pictures where they use that word. But anyways, it's actually one of those mutations, because I've always thought it was a really cool idea. It's the Mockingjay. Okay. So I, um, You're going to have to help me, because I've only watched the first movie. That's okay, because it's mentioned in the first movie. So if you've seen the original Hunger Games or read the first book, um, which the book series is, is uh, it's a good read. The first book is especially really good. Um, the capital, the evil capital, uh, had their geneticists create a bird that could spy on uh, rebels' conversations. So it could, you know, listen to, you know, it'd fly near like a rebel base and it could listen to conversations and memorize them and then come back and just recite them. Like they can mimic human voice. So um, they were called uh, Jabber Jays is the name of oh, them. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. That is creepy. Right? So the Jabber Jay was this tool and they made them all like um, male uh, so they couldn't breed. Um, but for, what was it? So the rebels got wind of it. And they, what they ended up doing was uh, just feeding the Jabber Jays false information uh, whenever they'd see them, where they like spy them, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that way they they were rendered useless. So the capital just like released them all, expecting them to die out because they're all male, and they can't like they figure that they couldn't mate with any other bird, but they end up mating with mockingbirds, thus producing the mocking jay, which can't imitate human noises but if you whistle or if you play an instrument uh it can memorize like full songs like verses of songs you know mm-hmm. so it's this really cool uh kind of like f you to the capital that's why it becomes like a symbol of uh, the resistance of the rebellion whatever because they try to use this you know using their science their evil geneticists to create this uh mutation it, it's it's just an interesting thing to happen with an animal and kind of like biological warfare uh yeah and it becomes like a symbol of resistance against the very thing that created it i, I i'm just surprised that that's the direction those movies went based on what i saw like okay. I, I don't know what i don't know maybe what made me finish not finishing that. I watched the first one; it was okay, but then I just never really wanted to move forward with it for some reason. I don't know why. But um, but no, I, from what I was seeing, I was like, it just it just seems very different than the tone of the first movie, I guess. 
you know, it's I've, hard because there's so much that that first book is so good. It's really dense, though. You know, like it's a lot of inner monologue. Mm-hmm. You lose so much of the, you know, meat of the story and why people love those books because the human characters, you know, like in real life, you're not going to have like voiceover the whole movie. You know, you're not going to have Jennifer Lawrence there. See, I remember the actress's name. <laughs> is she going to be the Sigourney Reaver of this episode? <laughs> is she? Oh yeah, she's just going to keep coming up. So <laughs> she uh, she did a good job of like looking, you know, concerned, but you 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 can't have her just like voiceovering, you know, doing a voiceover of all of the thoughts and inner monologue of this character that you grow to love, you know, over three books. So yeah, the first movie had to be more like a. I don't know, like a resistance kind of movie. You know, like you're watching. Like no, I, 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 and I get that. I just, I, I guess there was a whole other part of the world that I was unaware of. Uh, they don't really showcase it that much because of how, like, I guess, um, you're just contained in the Hunger Hunger Games in the first movie, and I guess you don't really see what else is going, like, truly going on. Yep. So I would say um, that is my like one of my favorite mutants because it's just like an interesting little bit of storytelling but uh yeah yeah that's it so for me. my my next my first honorable mention <laughs> i'll see if this works or not as a as a, as a mutant i think it is it works and i stumbled upon this like right before we recorded honestly because i'm just like what else what else is not like an x-men as we talked about uh i'm gonna say mewtwo okay. from, from pokemon yeah. It's a mutated Pokemon, right? It's a, well, it's a clone oh, mutated. It's a clone, genetically mutated clone of Mew. And I don't know why. I just think it's a. I. Uh, I. I guess like I, I was really into the first Pokemon game, so there's more to it oh, yeah. than just the, you know, the movie, which, sad, you know, oddly enough, I went to see in high school, and it's very excited to see. <laughs> but oh, don't worry, me and uh, my friend Kevin at the time we rented it. And uh, watched it as soon as it came out on okay. video. The Pokemon. Well, see, I see. That's the thing we've already talked about. Like, too bad you weren't. Like, uh, we didn't really as good of friends at that point. Like, we brought, we went to the theaters with. So it was like, I think like nine of us went to theaters to see it. Really? We had a group of like nine people. Because <laughs> see it, and I remember like we were like we filled the whole row in the theaters, and when the Nintendo logo came up, we clapped like really loud. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, I hadn't found my tribe yet. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you just missed out seeing Pokemon movies in theaters. That's well, all. If you, re- junior, if you remember, junior, if I... <laughs> if you remember my friend Kevin. This was like the <laughs> narrow window of time where he liked something, mm. and so you could really enjoy it because, like, within an hour after watching it, he would hate it. But the thing with Mewtwo, though, is that it, it, it first off, it's just a cool looking form. The you know, in a sense, the the very simplified story of him is very interesting, if you would. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, he got mutated, and he hates the fact he got mutated, and he thinks all humans are evil. You know, it's a, it's a great it's a great backstory for a mutated clone creature, you know? Um, but not beside all that, though, honestly, I think Mewtwo fits a different pers- uh, perspective to me, just because that's like, that was like you beating the game mm-hmm. was, to cl- was to catch Mewtwo. And then again, anything to do with Pokemon, you know, that continued on was like, oh, I can get Mewtwo in this. Oh, Mewtwo's in this. Mewtwo is here. Like, you always wanted Mewtwo involved in some way until they moved on to other generations. I mean, even the new Detective Pikachu movie is all about Mewtwo. You know, he's just, he's such a very, very important, uh, uh, you know, Pokemon, I guess, in the world of Pokemon. <laughs> He is because it's like he's like the first boss Pokemon, like really mm-hmm. and truly like this is the final boss. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's not so much about like Ash going to or I'm sorry, your your player going to um, no yeah, you can fight, say Ash it's fine to fight your rival at the end right <laughs> not Gary your rival nope. yep um, <laughs> you know beating what was it like the final four the elite four the elite four thank you. Yeah, so uh, you beat them, and then you have the ability that. to get the the master ball, which allows mm-hmm. you to get uh, uh, you get to find a cave or something where he's hiding out. And uh, he's he's a, he's a tough battle, that's for sure. It's not it's not easy. You got to be ready to fight him. 
But uh, I think it's funny, like, in the game, they don't explain any of this stuff. They're just like, oh, yeah, he's just Mewtwo. That's all he is. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know any of the genetic stuff until you watch the cartoon, which no, is... No, they, you know. they, like, yeah, like, <laughs> they clearly came up with, like, oh, that looks cool. Let's do another one that looks kind of like him and just call him Mewtwo. Yeah, make him more like... A, it probably was originally just the evolved form of Mew. And instead of like having him be the evolved foam, we're just gonna make him a clone, genetically altered by Team Rocket. That'd be cool, right? Like, why, 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 <laughs> totally. why not? Why not? <laughs> Maybe like build the biggest plot point of the original series <laughs> around that. I mean, they did, if you watch the show, which I watched, I watched a lot of it. I wouldn't watch it all the way through oh, the first me too. season. Me too. I mean, they they really kind of like built up you two for that movie. Like he was like in the background, like, doing the stuff, like, you know, here and there. Because he was the monster that one can never beat at uh, the gym and the, the Giovanni gym, wherever yep. that was. But, um, no, I just thought that he's a, you know, different type of mutant. You know, I just wanted to throw him in there. Had to bring in, I oh. guess, anime in somewhere, because I, I generally try to. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, what's your, uh, what's your next honorable mention here? Well, I gotta just make a quick shout-out before I get into this. Uh, honorable mention for the direction you're going with your odd choice of mutants you know like how you define a mutant Mm. Uh, i will i will just throw this character into the midst with the rest of these uh very uh interesting topics and that's the lady in total recall who has three breasts (laughs) so Cause like, because like the yeah, everyone to, in there is a mutant, right? And the Mars yeah, because the first or first and second generation of people to Mars had like flimsy biodomes, okay. I guess, and like yeah. a lot of them were mutated. So you had some weird mutations, but then you had this woman with a paper mache third breast, you know, <laughs> as like a prostitute, mm-hmm. like on Mars. Um, talk <laughs> about like things that <laughs> stick with you. Like last time when we were talking about monsters, it, like you know. Oh, that was like one image you saw, you know, in passing when, you know, you weren't supposed to be watching a movie. Mm. That was exactly what happened with Total Recall. And I saw this woman with three breasts <laughs> and it's like it consumed much of my childhood. Like, why does that woman have three breasts <laughs> until I found out what the movie was about? Total Recall was a weird movie for me when I was a kid, too. I was like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know what was going on. Because I remember always seeing like the end scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger and what's her name is out on Mars. Oh, and their God, faces yeah. like going oh, crazy. Gives me the chills thinking about those. Yeah, they're <laughs> like weird puppet heads, like their eyes popping. My my new answer is Arnold Schwarzenegger is my favorite mutant. But yeah, no, my, my next honorable <laughs> mention pales in comparison to that now. <laughs> um, but it's somebody that we've already talked about, and we don't actually have to dwell terribly long on on uh, his movie portrayals. But the character himself, specifically from the comic books of magneto okay in terms of like characters and story arcs that have like greater meaning to society or or are commenting on like current current events uh magneto was very much the malcolm x to professor x's uh martin luther king jr you know what i mean in terms Mm -hmm. of like professor x like martin luther king wanted to accomplish like uh or achieve a society where humans and mutants live together in peace while magneto is like no we are superior we are going to you know they are never going to accept us so we need to defend ourselves we need to you know take what's ours Um, and Mm -hmm. believing that they are no longer homo sapiens but homo superiors uh, i guess that's magneto's scientific you know credibility yes. right there they have, they have the they have the x gene or what have you there but the next exactly. stage in evolution that's right um right. no i that, out of all the x-men villains i'll have to say is he's probably up there he's my favorite honestly because he's the only one that really like has like a sense of like uh like you kind of like you know you get it you like you're you're kind of with him a little bit yeah yeah Absolutely. you know like like you know all the other ones it's like apocalypse and and well mr sinister and you know, all those more, other more purely evil, yeah. You know, I mean, Magneto is just like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I don't want him to do these things, but like, you know, it's like you like that, like the even the chemistry in the comic books between a Professor X and 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 uh, Magneto, even the cartoon as well. It's like you you have this sense of like, you know, 
relationship and and and, and friendly, you know, rival. Because I think we yep. brought that up with them too. Um, but it's he's such a great great character. You you can always imagine that like uh, in any of the cartoons, like almost always, it ends with with Magneto's in the episode. It ends with him saying like Charles, when are you going to learn? You know, like <laughs> always it's, because they were still friends. It's such an interesting relationship, right? Like yeah. as you were well, saying, because they're such good friends, but they they have completely different outlooks on how things should be. Well, done. just think of the the X Men intro, like the the X Men like yeah. uh, yeah. like at the end of the thing, it's like them like gathering their forces against each other, and they're like smirking at each other. Yep. <laughs> It really is like their war, you know, their their like conflict between each other that's like uh you know determining what happens to mutant kind. What's funny is I mean like after Professor X is dead and in my in the comic books and the um then you have like the Wolverine school and the Cyclops school, Magneto actually joins the Cyclops school because Cyclops becomes more authoritarian. And uh, less like the Professor X. And uh, he's actually kind of like thinking along the same lines as Magneto. So Magneto's like, see, this this young man gets it and joins uh, joins the X-Men, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just always, uh, I've always thought that he's never betrayed, you know, his own personal morals. Like, he's like, what's right is right. They have hurt us. So we must hurt them back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, since you're on the X-Men train, because I feel like that's where we're going to stick for a while. <laughs> unless you have a, unless you're surpri- your favorite is uh, something surprising. Oh, it's going to uh, be surprising. Oh, that's okay. all I have to say about the X-Men. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, the other one, I, the other shout I want to make, because I, I, I wouldn't, I guess you probably wouldn't consider that him a mutant would be Cell from Dragon Ball Z, but I won't delve on oh, that no, too he's much. A, he's a total mutant. I, I give it. Thumbs up. Cell can be a Cell can be a mutant. Yep. Okay, then he's my next honorable honorable mention. Then. <laughs> oh. Okay. Before you say that, I'm just gonna shout out one thing, and I okay. think you agree, and that's Gambit. Okay. Just in yep. terms of characters that you thought were cool from the animated series and from the comics, Gambit was pretty cool, and uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I really prized my Gambit action figure. Back one. So, uh, please though, what was your honorable? Well, I, I was gonna go with honestly. I was gonna go when you said X Men. I was actually gonna say Rogue would be my next one. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, always really like Rogue. I kind of wanted to bring Cell into this, but I wasn't sure because again, like I, I'm like, <laughs> is he? Because he's I mean, I did research. He's technically an android. He's not really a. He's he's an artificial intelligence. So I didn't really know if that was considered. Mutant, but he mutates. So he does. Free. He has like three forms, right? Three or yeah. four. Yeah, and he has to like absorb something to have that mutation. He's like um, the most mutant thing on that show. Like, well, I, don't, I mean, Frieza transform. Frieza is technically a mutant too, I guess. I don't. I, I was looking at that as well. Like, but I feel like uh, Cell was much more body horror. Yeah, than it was, he was because he was like this, like disgusting thing going around sucking people's corpses oh God, those dry. Those are so disturbing. Right? I'm like, I this was, I'm like, this is the way they went? Like, I was so surprised. Well, it was oh. like when they first, like, I have to absor- Rim, like, uh, I have to absorb their power and, like, I have to absorb them and become one, they have to, like, unify with them. I'm like, how is this happening? But no, he just brings out this very phallic-looking uh, oh. tentacle monster. Yeah. And just... Because- his literally, fam- it literally sucks them off. Like that's <laughs> what happens. A giant phallic <laughs> vagina, if that's such a thing, it could be both phallic <laughs> and vaginal. But uh, but Don't no, I, I I love his all of his forms. Like I love the way he uh you know starts like his backstory a little bit because I've always loved the storyline of Cell. Um, you know, regardless of his motive, his motive is just I was designed to be like this. That's it. But I like I like I like things that were made in the lab. I guess I don't understand. That's that's my trajectory here. Um, but no, he just like I just like his uh his how his voice changes every single time. Um, you know it's just you know 
obviously his perfection form is is the best part i like that form the best but yes. you know you know but like that sort of helps with getting to that point because he gets better and better every time but then personally i like his fat form when he's about to explode that's even funnier but oh it's self-destruct yeah yeah <laughs> i like it because they made like uh I, I i didn't mind that they kept changing his form because for some reason um like i knew what he looked like in the final form mm-hmm. you know before i before i even saw the cell saga because you know we'd see this stuff you know like on media like when we'd see like t-shirts and say like oh oh that's cell and figure out like oh we haven't even seen that yet well i remember josh and me were really into dragon ball z like uh, way early on um you know during the time where it was just like just coming to funimation and uh we were watching it on on that uh, well it wasn't even tsunami yet what was it tsunami yeah i guess it was the original tsunami yeah i guess i don't know why it's a funimation but i i had watched it a little bit uh when it was on uh, a different station because it moved to tsunami and that's why they didn't finish all the episodes initially. So they were just like repeating them. I don't know if you've ever noticed, ever knew this or had run into this. Oh, yeah. When they're they got to the season over. Yeah. they Well, they got to Goku like hitting Planet Namek and then just started the whole show over again because yep. they didn't realize it was going to be that popular. But um, I remember that. Um, but anyways, uh, we, we would we'd look on like online and like look for like, you know, clips and things and. Uh, we would download them for days, <laughs> and like, I or we we downloaded the the scene where Goku like turned Super Saiyan for the first time, and I remember it was like uh probably like a forty megabyte file, which back then <laughs> on dial up, it took me a a few days to get, <laughs> and it was very tiny and pixelated, but it was worth it. Mm. Um. But no, we we would actually find pictures of Cell, and we thought he was like we for some reason we thought that Cell was like Goku's, you know, Frieza's brother, or something oh. weird. Like we thought this, yeah. like we had, well, because he has a little bit of Frieza in him, so he has that kind of like sense to him. But um, but he just like we always got confused by the whole thing. But then you obviously watch it, it's like oh okay that makes sense. But no, I just think he's just a cool uh, mutated form. A lot of the Dragon Ball Z transformations are really cool, but um, I just wanted to bring him into the spotlight. I like it because he's he's also it's like he's not um, his plan doesn't always go the way he wants it. Like he really fought hard to get oh, to the final oh, form, yeah. and it's like you're kind of rooting for him at the same time. You're like you're you're well, Vegeta. You want him? You want to see what happens? Like yeah. so. Such a better way of handling the, the Frieza fight. Like, a Frieza fight is actually, to, to its own credit, was actually really amazing. It's just the way they paced it was horrible. It's just like, it just, they made him transform way too many times just for convenient story purposes. Where at least in the Cell Saga, he had it, like, kind of mapped out. It's like, I'm going to send these androids here, and this guy is going to come. He's the main boss, but he's going to come, and he's going to eat them all up. And that's what's going to make them him, him the more powerful being. Like, it just sort of had, I mean, is it, is it like, you know, mind-blowing storytelling? No, but for an anime it is, for a cartoon it is, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, but, uh, no, I just, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I think uh, he's awesome. But uh, I know I said I was going to say Rogue. Uh, I just thought she was really, I didn't really have too much to say about her. I just always liked her as a character. Very disappointed with her live-action adaptation, though. You know, uh, I thought it was going to be better than it was. It was okay in the first one, you know? Yeah, I didn't mind her getting, like, I guess, I, I when I remember when I saw the movie, I, I didn't mind her being the Jubilee of the movie. Yeah. Um, like the, you know, yeah. I mean, because I get it, her, her power is a little bit more interesting than Jubilee's to, like, kind of focus on, and it, it kind of helped with that whole, like, I'm uh, running away from home because, I, I mean, I'm going to kill my boyfriend kind of vibe. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. I guess, like, I just associate Robe with, like, you know, the the, yeah, the spandex. You know what I mean? She's she's, a, she's one of the, she's your stereotypical superhero woman. What uh, is it? Like a full body suit of spandex? And yes, like, exactly. Uh, That's a leather I mean. bomber jacket. Yep. <laughs> That's it. No pants. <laughs> like. But she like, actually really has awesome powers, to be honest. And um, I was actually doing some research because I don't really know a lot of the background of her except for the cartoon. 
He got a lot of her powers from Captain Marvel. I know, and I did. I just just learned that today, and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> why? Why? I I wonder if um if the X Men do cross over into the Marvel universe, if they'll do she, that in because Rogue they fights, have fights yeah, uh, like, Captain Marvel or something like that. Yep, because it's it's like she absorbs Captain Marvel's power for too long. Mm-hmm. She she basically steals it permanently, like then she can't. It, it yeah. In this, so she, like she, was a, she was a fly. villain at one point. For some yeah, reason. she was. She was working with the what's it? Um, uh, what the hell are they? For, with the uh, White Queen. Oh, that's right. Because I remember, like, she had like a bad history in the in the cartoon. They kind of delved. He in wanted to say bit. Solomon Grundy, but his name Sebastian <laughs> Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. There it is. <laughs> Solomon Gun Grundy. He's born on a Monday. <laughs> Wrong company. <laughs> Uh, Sebastian <laughs> Shaw, White uh, Queen, Black Tom, something. So is that was that the Hellfire Circle? That's then? it. Yes. The thank you. The Hellfire. The well, Hellfire Club. Cl- oh, Circle Club. Whatever. Same difference, right? <laughs> um, but no, because I, I remember I saw him on a list uh, as being like one of the more powerful mutants. I guess um, was Sebastian Shaw. Uh, but yeah, I guess she took her other power from Captain Wonder or Wonder Man? Wonder Man. Wonder Man. That was the other thing. That's what gave her like the strength power, I guess. Oh. oh that's what that's that. what I read. I don't know. I thought she got them both from Captain Marvel. She but. got like the flying um I guess and speed from Captain Marvel or something like that. Like she didn't get all of the powers from Captain Marvel, I guess. Um, her strength and like her, or maybe it was Captain, maybe it was Wonder, like she got her speed or something like that, but I can't remember. But, but I really, uh, really enjoyed her, her, her character a lot. I, I can go a lot, I can, X-Men, I can go nuts on, but, um, I think before we talk a little more, uh, maybe we should take a, take a quick break. What do you think? Yes. Before we get into that main topic, let's take a breather. Hello there. Yes, you. Have you checked out our Patreon yet? It's got all sorts of fun stuff. That's right. There's a tier out there for everyone. At the 2 5 and $10 levels, you can support the show and get perks like suggesting topics for us, submitting questions for us to answer on the air, early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, and even monthly Patreon-exclusive episodes. A little help from our listeners will help us do more great stuff. So check us out on Patreon.com slash playing favorites of course there are other ways to support us you could follow us on twitter at play podcast you can subscribe uh, as well as give us an amazing review on itunes or spotify and of course share us with your friends and family we're trying to create a community and we want you to be a part so come join us and let's all play favorites together Welcome back again. Uh, as we said before, our main topic for today is favorite mutant, um, and we are about to talk about our favorites now. So, Paul, uh, what is your favorite, favorite, favorite mutant? Now, I know you know who this mutant is. <laughs> okay. But he is not an X-Man. Okay. Nor is he found in any of the Marvel or DC universes. This can, I, mutant, can, I get, can I guess where it's from? Yes, you can guess. It's from Ninja Turtles. Incorrect. Mm, okay. Well, not from the, not from the Ninja Turtles, though they be <laughs> teenaged and mutant. <laughs> I'm gonna say before you say your favorite, I wanted to bring them in, but then I, I felt like we've talked about them so much, <laughs> and I can't, I can't, I can't pick a favorite in that universe. To be honest, I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're all kind of the same. <laughs> I mean, you could do favorite toy. You could do favorite <laughs> one from the actual cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it's not favorite mutant. <laughs> no, not my favorite mutant. So, so no. what is your favorite mutant? Mine comes from the uh, from the realm of Star Trek. Okay. And it is Khan Noonien Singh. <laughs> He's a mutant. I didn't know. He that. is technically a mutant because he is. <laughs> it, he was a group uh, one of. Many genetically engineered superhumans, you know, from the <laughs> original series, as they as they called them. So, uh, it's like he was basically created in a lab. 
Okay. Uh, so he's a mutant in that he's, you know. There's all these labs, they just keep coming yep. up. <laughs> in this nondescript lab. Was uh, Jennifer Lawrence in that movie? I can't remember. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so, <laughs> you since I know that you watched almost all of the... No, I've seen, uh, I've seen Khan all the way through. You saw, so you saw him in the original uh, Star Trek series in his episode Space Seed, right? Yes, I did see Khan in the first episode. And if you're talking about like how to create like a movie villain, uh, the Wrath of Khan is such a... They do such a good job in so little time of building up you know, just how um, angry Khan is that it warrants the title, like the Wrath of Khan. You know, because like his group that ends up on this planet, like the planet, uh, or like the star goes Nova or something nearby, and it like ruins the planet for them. So it becomes incredibly harsh to live there. Uh, so him and his team of genetically engineered superhumans, you know, do battle with the uh, with the Enterprise and Kirk and all the rest. In, it results in, you know, the sacrifice of Leonard Nimoy's Spock uh, to save the crew and get them uh, and get them to safety. So, I mean, he's like a Shakespearean character, the way Ricardo Montalban portrayed him. I mean, like, you can't get much better. And I'm sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch does not count. Okay? Nope. Just saying. Nope. He, just, he doesn't nope. count. He's not, he's, the, not he's, not the, he's not the original con. No. He's, he's a he's a different he's a different dimensional con, I guess, that is affected by a timeline effect like you know thing. But yep, no, I don't he, like him. Yeah, he 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 just didn't he didn't portray it right. You know, I mean, because I watched the original episode, I think after that movie came out, and I mean, it follows the same uh, path of how he was. I mean, I'm trying to remember the episode. It's been so so long. I think he was like like you know he was in that kind of like cryo chamber type thing. And then they just kind of stumble upon him. And then he just is like, I don't even know how the end of the episode, I don't know if you were, like looked into it more before the episode, but I can't remember what happens to him. And he just ends up on this, like, does he just like end up on a planet or something like that? So they, they have a trial and Kirk basically exiles uh, him, right? Yeah. He, instead of like killing him, which he could have and just like ejecting him or turning him over to the authorities or something. He, he basically gives them a chance, like, hey, this planet, it's like, it's kind of a little harsh, but, you know, you could do it if you're, you know, if you're smart and you're capable, you can do it, which he obviously and his, you know, other others like him are. So uh, he takes him up on the offer. It's like kind of a, like a, a second chance for Khan. But what happens, like, with the star going Nova and, like, moving the planet or whatever it does, it makes the planet almost completely inhospitable. That, that's what pisses Khan off, is that, like, nobody came and checked on them after a while. Mm-hmm. And so they were just there, and, like, they slowly died, and his uh, beloved dies as well. So he, he's, he's looking for vengeance. It's not, like not for money it's not for anything it's for literally revenge and those those kinds of characters are always like the coolest to watch mm-hmm. no, and uh, and people have said that that his chest was like a chest piece you know like that he wore a prosthetic chest in that in the wrath of Khan. did you hear this mm-mm. there was a rumor and I, I i heard the rumor myself and i believed it that he wore this like prosthetic thing to make him look buff, but at oh, six, okay. at sixty one years old, this dude uh, got that buff uh, for the role. So, I mean, it's not it's not it's impossible if you, if you take if you have the time for it, you know. Yeah. So, that's my favorite. Justin is Khan Union Singh. I love the lore around the uh, the eugenics wars and the, it's what's basically World War Three in the Star Trek timeline. So he's always been a really interesting character to uh, kind of learn about that part of human history, according to Star Trek. Mm. No, it's a, I, I didn't even know he was a mutant, so that's an awesome, awesome pick. And it, it's very fitting for you <laughs> that oh, that would you. be your pick. Thank you very much. 
I was hoping you would dig like some random episode of like Deep Space Nine or something like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean we could shout out Doctor Bashir because he is also genetically modified. So everyone is a mutant. Everyone is. Not everyone. Just Doctor <laughs> Bashir. <laughs> like Amber was telling me how uh, the 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 Jaffa from Stargate are mutants. Um, from uh, I don't know if you I, I'm, I'm not, I know you're not as familiar with the show. Nope. But, but uh, the Jaffa are like the pretty much the people that help Ra in the movie. Since I know you okay. know the movie, and they have the aliens in them. Um, and but the Jaffa are a race, uh, uh, like in the main character in the show is Tilk, and they genetically have altered the hum- like the the race in this planet to have like a place to put the alien. So oh. the, in a sense, are a mutant race to cool. store alien uh, <laughs> parasites. <Gross>. I know. <laughs> the gamer's like, that's my favorite mutant. <laughs> is still <laughs> from, from SG1. <laughs> he's a great character. I'll give him that. <laughs> the parasite thing is a character? No, no. Like the guy, like Tilk is a character in the show. Oh, the a, one who hosts him. He's a, he's a host of a an actual Jaffa, like an actual uh, um oh my god, what are they the uh, the Ghouls or something they're called? I can't remember it. I can't remember it. But uh, yeah, he's he pretty much helps uh, Jack O'Neill in the show and whatnot. And but uh, he's the voice of uh, Kratos from the new God of War game. So that's the actor. But. Oh. Um, so my answer is so tough, and I've been trying this whole episode to figure out who my favorite mutant is, and it's been so hard. But I can't like deny like who my favorite's been. I think for eternity, ever since I knew what a mutant was, and you've already said his name. His name is Gambit. Yay! I was wondering why you didn't say anything about Gambit. I was like, come on, dude! I just shouted out Gambit. We should talk about him. <laughs> Totally blew me off. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't have this like in depth conversation on Gambit, honestly. Like, and this is why Rogue was my other honorable mention, I guess, or like whatever you want to call it. Because honestly, it's just like the combo of the two that kind of really pan off. They kiss. They work so well together, um, especially in the show. Because that's a lot of my X Men knowledge is from that. But I just, he's just so cool. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, like, I love the fact that his ability is just, like, what? Like, blowing things up? Like, that's literally his, like, that's his power, right? He just, like, puts energy into things and they blow up. I can't believe you. I brought up Gambit first. And you didn't have the balls to talk about Gambit. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? He kinetically charges things. He he taps their kinetic energy and he throws them and they explode. One of my favorites, like yeah, he, as he's as he's portrayed in the animated series, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he's always got a deck of cards. He's uh, and he also like fights with a bow staff for some reason, which is fun. Yep. Well, and, yep. Because <laughs> he's like because like, it's a, a reference to like I love staffs. Like I'm always like Don Tello. I like I just love his. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this character design. Like honestly, though, like that's such a cool like you know design of a character. You know, giving him a deck of cards. Like a lot of things that you would give a person that just can kinetically charge things. Like give him a deck of cards. It's like such a good style. Like, I guess yeah, style make points. Like a, like a gambler kind of yeah, like gambler type of character. And no one's gonna like associate cards as a weapon, right? You know, they're yeah. not gonna really relate that at all. And I just like I loved his character so much. Like a lot of a lot of my brain was thinking Colossus too because I've always liked him a lot, mostly because of the X Men arcade game. I just like playing him in that. Ah, but um, uh, but no, Gambit is just cool. I don't really know how else to really <laughs> say anything. Yes. And it's very disappointed by his live adaptation. It was really really bad. <laughs> so it's like. Horrible. I, I have no idea why they chose to bring Gambit into that. Well, I mean, it was definitely something that everyone's asked for. Like, I've been well, yeah. asking for that well, for remember, years. Well, just recent, not too long ago, Channing Tatum was set to play Gambit in a film that was supposed yeah. to be out by now, and it was canceled. It was like, or it's in hell right now. It's in uh, development hell. It's never going to get It's not going to happen now. I mean, no, it's, it's never going to get made. 
So, but yeah, I I tried so hard to honestly, Paul, to like find like other mutants like that I could talk about, like that weren't X Men related. Like, I didn't want to like be second. Like, you know, a lot a lot of the X Men are like just great. Like Beast is another one I love. Like they're all just awesome characters, and they really emphasize what a mutant is. Like you associate mutants with X Men, and it's so hard to like kind of like break away from that. Like. I mean, I was really going to, like, go to as far as, like, the mutants of Planet of the Apes at one point. I wanted to bring them up. The beneath the Planet of the Apes mutants. That was one of my shout-outs. <laughs> because they, they're they pretty... more. It's more their, like, their background story. It's not the mutant itself, you know? It's yeah, like, like, they look weird. Yeah, the idea that they worship this bomb, the, the, the yep. nuclear weapon, like, yep. that's... Yeah, that yep. was... No, it's it's so it's little so, on it's, the nose storytelling, but it's really good. <laughs> and they come back and then battle for playing the apes too. Um, but uh, no, I just gave it. I mean, I, what else can I say? I don't know. <laughs> well, clearly, the lady with three breasts from Total Recall didn't leave a, as big of a mark on you as it did me. I but, didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, go ahead. I, I think Gambit is an is an excellent choice because. Like the way they, I mean, what is the thing that he wears on his head though? Does it have a name? I always thought it was cool though, and every time I like drew him because I would draw, like I would. Oh, draw like the, the, like the, the black mask thing. Yeah, uh, I love. That's drawing not even a mask thing. Yeah, I love yeah. drawing that face thing. Thinking, like, yeah. <laughs> well, like, the longest the longest time I just thought he was wearing a black headband, and I didn't know he had like it all over his neck because like something i think is like a lot of it gets covered with his hair and his trench coat yeah um but it was weird when they went to uh his like hometown and you learned about like the mm-hmm. rivalry between the thieves and the assassins to use their you know cajun accents to talk about <laughs> this like ancient rivalry no but i, I love the whole like gambling thing of that episode that was such a good episode but um but the thing that really really got me with Gambit was like his attitude to everything. Like he, I mean, that's the that's the characterization of him that makes him cool. Is like he's a very positive person. I have to say, yeah. like every like you know, what I mean, like the fact that he was like oh, he was all cool with like you know being in love with this girl that he couldn't touch, and you know he tried obviously, but like it was just something about that relationship that made it awesome. But he just didn't always have like some sort of like happy-go-lucky kind of vibe to him he's kind of scummy you know what i mean like yeah he's kind of a scumbag but yeah but he's he's one of those like like one of those scumbags you don't really mind being around you know it's like it's like you're you're pretty old-fashioned scumbag you're good you're good morale for the team you you need to be here you know because we got these two guys that are always fighting with each other you know Wolverine and, and Cyclops, it's like you, you needed him there, you know? You lost more. You're a real asshole really, right here I mean, to just kind of like, you know, after, fix after, things up. After Morph left, what else do you have? <laughs> we need some kind of comic relief, so if you don't mind, <laughs> we don't mind you just being a kind of a dick over here, you know, between <laughs> these two guys. <laughs> we'll break things I mean, up. And then, you know, like, it, it, it's, she, he kind of like put like uh, Jubilee under his wing and stuff, all that. Like, this is all actually Jerry. a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> that's where i learned that's how uh, cajun people talk is like that dude is like gambit in that series and um when we visited new orleans i i could tell you they didn't talk like that no they didn't not really <laughs> nope. i just looked at what the thing that what the thing in his head is it's part of his inner armor so it's something that he wears like, like that goes up over his head because it's part of the armor that he wears that's that's the answer. So there's no name for it. So you know, you can buy armor that looks like that. I guess so. In the in the X Men universe, um, you can do that. Sure. Yeah, you order it from the catalog. I will have. I ha- I know a seamstress. Do you want me to make it so make make something for you? Uh, <laughs> I, did you ever just see the way that that um when he's portrayed in uh, the film? They I, had him. They had him with memory. a. They they had him with a bow staff. They had him throwing stuff that was kinetically charged, but it was like, why on earth is Gambit here? For what? It, like it yeah. wasn't even like you were pissed that Gambit was in the movie or that like um at the character or how he was acted because the the kid who did it was he did fine. 
Yeah. You know, he did great. Yeah. You're you just know? mad that the, you're just mad that he got shoehorned in. Yeah, you're like, like you what know the what I mean. How are you doing wasting Gambit here? Like nobody's even paying attention to this dude. In in, in the like Gambit is not meant to be this like, at least in my my understanding, I understand that he had a history and they all have backstories. They all have this like shady past. They're they're X Men. That's to make them X Men, you know. Oh. And you don't need to see what he's doing on a Friday night <laughs> in the Wolverine movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. It's true. And you don't have to just give him magic juggling powers. Like, just just make him cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, we this this goes back to your first question of the day uh, about like worst live action uh, adaptations. And there you go. It's not yeah. even the, it's not even the guy's fault. You know, yep. he did yep. his best, and everyone was just like, "Why are you here? We don't want you here." <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other horrible things in that movie, but yeah. Cause I, I think, I mean, I was, I was watching some clips on that like recently, and like, there's a lot of movie, um, mutants that were brought up in that movie. You had the Blob was in that movie. Yeah, for, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like, well, we don't know how to fit them in a regular X-Men story, so we're just going to... Ways to just throw them in a Wolverine movie, because Wolverine's just kind of bumbling around the... the Running into mutants. Yep. He's got Will I Am for God's sakes. Who cares? <laughs> well, anyways, I hope. Why you did enjoyed. they? Okay, here's here's my question for you. Okay, have you seen Maverick in that film? We're talking about X Men Origins Wolverine. We've talked about oh. this film in some way, shape, or form a few times this episode. But mm-hmm. do you do you know the character Maverick? I movie? remember he was in the movie, but I don't remember him too much. I'm trying to remember what he looks like. Prior to the movie, or um, if you if you see a picture mm-hmm. of him, he is like this almost like android-looking person. He's like wearing this mask uh, that had like these like wires coming out of the sides of it to his back, and he's like wearing this enormous suit of armor. Basically, da- David North is that him? I think. I think that's what came up when I looked at. It. He looks like what you're saying, kind of. He's got like yellow armor. Yeah, that's okay. what. Yeah, his name's his name is David North. Just so you know. Sounds like a porn name. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> David North, <laughs> Sir David North. Um, yeah, I, I I just didn't understand why they didn't use that uh, version of him because I always thought that was such a cool look. It was like a wasted even, opportunity. Yeah, I mean everything in that movie was. I don't know. I went so I went to the theaters to see that movie. I think we were on like some anniversary thing date or something too, yeah. and we just like we came out of it and, and we were like we, we were try I think we were trying really hard to like make like positive remarks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like the little kid thing, like when you see a bad movie and you're like, <laughs> I liked it. It was a movie. Yeah, it was great. We had a good time because because it was because yeah. I was sitting next to you in the dark. It's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> the popcorn was delicious. Oh my god, you are describing my experience walking out of episode one. Oh, come on. Episode really? One wonderful. Because I, I didn't it. know what to think. I didn't know what to think. I was so confused. So I one. Like, I, loved, I loved it, and then I didn't like a lot of it. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay. but, you know, it's like it's one of those things where you just have to deal with some weird stuff to like all the really awesome stuff. I don't know. It's funny because nowadays they want to give everyone all the awesome stuff all the time. Yeah. Well, but well, let's just put let's just put the you know we'll just we'll just we'll end it here. But like episode one is a better movie than Wolverine Origins. Okay. I don't know. I think we should. Oh, lots oh out no! Of really? Side really? By side. Really? really? <laughs> Come on! You don't have Watto in X Men Origins. But anyways, sure. moving on. <laughs> I think we're. I think we're good with this topic. I'm done. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Paul, can you just let us know what's on the schedule for next week? Yes. Next week's topic, we are going to be talking about our favorite trailers. Now that means anything yeah. could be a trailer to a video game, could be a trailer to a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
or like yeah. your or your grandma's trailer or something like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> grandma's trailer. <laughs> Did your grandma oddly, have a trailer? <laughs> no, but how oddly specific. <laughs> I you know when you said um, do you remember when websites used to have trailers, like little intros to the to the website? Um, wait, wait tra- websites had trailers. Yeah, I don't remember it, any of this. Like uh, this website was going to be coming. It was going to be. Oh, really? Okay. I don't. I. I'm sorry. I missed that stuff. I guess I don't know why. It's a very niche market, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I like the fact that they do trailers for trailers now. That's 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 funny. Is but that anyway, what a teaser is. Yeah, I guess so. And then they do a an ad that says, "Hey, a teacher's coming for a trailer that's coming." Oh, uh, those are those are the best ones. <laughs> Stay tuned for a trailer from the last one. I like when they when I go to YouTube to watch a trailer and then they play the trailer before the trailer. Oh God! When you go to YouTube and it's already playing the ad and you're like, "Yep, oh, okay, that's yep, that's what I wanted to see." Thanks, thanks YouTube. Get to watch it again right after. But uh, yeah, so uh, trailers. We'll be doing that next week. That's right. This has been playing favorites. I'm Paul, and I'm Justin. Do it again next week.